Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She and I are like a poem. It's the one and only (laughs) Teresa. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? Oh, my God. I was, I don't know what that voice was, but (laughs) I'm like super excited because, guys, you all know I love 90. You all know I love podcasting, but... You also know, or I hope you do know, I love tell-alls. I absolutely love tell-alls. And the part one is happening today. This tell-all, this at least this part one, was <laughs> so good. fire. I love it. I it's wish I so had good. bomb sound effects like I'm on Hot 9-7 or something, just boom. <laughs> this That tell-all was out of control. Out of control. And it's like... I think we have a winner for the best 90 day sun ever. Okay. All right. Because I think that Julian is not out there to get fame. Mm. I think Julian literally has one purpose and one purpose only. And I loved it. Well, he does have an Instagram account already. 90 day Julian or something. So. <laughs> well, I mean. Okay, be careful what you say. Theresa. He's single, so he might want to get some ladies. But. Listen, if you're a policeman, like, I think you have to take it easy. What do you mean? On television? Yeah, just on the whole, like, being in this public eye, because it's it's an interesting public eye. And I think his role, he played the concerned son. I don't think he played it. I think he he is the concerned son. And it was okay. I think what he did was great. It was respectful. Yeah, he voices his opinion, right? But I don't see freaking Juliet being on any spin-offs. Unless Debbie is on a spin-off. He he would be there as the son. Okay, dog. You don't think so? Okay, dog. Uh, Listen, if no, he I, is, I don't, I don't, I don't. If he is, good for him. But right now, we all thought that... Um, what's his name? Usama? No. Kim's son. Kim's son. Kim and... Kim and... Who's Kim. Kim from San Diego. Oh, Jamal. <laughs> yeah, Jamal was the perfect so son. And then he got the little fancy. Yeah, and, he got uh, a little too fancy. And we are like, yeah. we all know that Colt is the shittiest son. You got that right. right? But Julian, he's just, he's so pure. And hopefully he'll he'll stay pure. Speaking of sons, happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. To all, to all you mothers. You know, I'm a son. I didn't make my mom a mother. My sister did that. But 
Happy Mother's Day to, to all the mothers listening. To, yeah, happy to Mama's all, Day. To all the 90-day mothers. Shout out to Debbie and, oh my gosh. and Kim. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. What a, I did what a make, gift. I did make my mom a mother. You did? Oh, she was telling me today you texted her in English, but she, she understood. I said, happy she said, Mother's Day. She said the only person who texts me in Czech is John's mom because they're best, they're translator besties. Mm-hmm. Did my mom text your mom today? Not to, I don't think today, but when they chat, huh. John's mom texts my mom in English. I mean, in Czech, and my mom texts John's mom in English yeah. using translator. Everyone's and trying their They have a beautiful friendship. Beautiful. So happy Mother's Day. What an amazing gift to be able to get this season finale and this first part of the tell-all. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into everything, real quick, we're on Instagram at Married Reality Pod, so message us there. Keep an eye out for memes, news. It's all happening on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Also, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married Reality. A real good time. Currently, we are covering Love and Paradise, so check it out if you're into that, if you want more content, if yes. you want ad-free content, if you want random bonus content. It happens on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married Reality. Also... Make sure you're just following this podcast. You guys may have heard a little episode that dropped this morning and said, "Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. A big th- bonus surprise. I didn't see that coming. And that is why, friends, that is why you follow the podcast. Because sometimes we like to surprise you. Yeah. And we like to drop things unannounced. And if you're following the podcast, well, you'll get it immediately. So look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's yes hard. Yes no one other than Debbie in her freaking outfit. Yeah. Because <laughs> we'll get there later. She is the absolute queen of my entire outfit the segment history. All right. Spoiler alert. We'll get there. Yeah. So smash it like it's as hot as Deb all season long. But yes, what a what a icing on the cake with that what outfit. I'm, absolutely. I was just going to add, I'm sorry I stepped over you because I'm too excited to hold my tongue. Sure. But I hope that when I'm in my late 60s with my beautiful husband over here, I'm as extra as Debbie. Oh, boy. Because I just love it. I love her energy. I love that she's who she is. I freaking love it. All right. So anyways, follow the <laughs> podcast, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we dropped episode one of our coverage of Jewish matchmaking. Jewish matchmaking, guys. And you have to tune in. Watch the Netflix show because it's so good. Tune in into the pod because I, as the... Gentile. Gentile, aka the non-Jewish person, I have a lot of questions and I observe and John explains. Yes, as the as the resident Jewish person on this yeah, podcast, so, I, do, I do my best to explain. Yeah, so tune in. We, I hope you guys will enjoy it because we sure did. We didn't even plan on doing it and we started watching and John is like, we got to do this. This is so close to my heart. Mm-hmm. We do all these foreign shows for you, Teresa. <laughs> Let's do something that's closer to me. And I was like, absolutely. I do the foreign shows for me too, because these foreign shows have an American and have a Well, very foreigner. true. But I feel like this is something that's just for you. Yes. Thank and you. I'm here for and it. Thank you for, yeah, for going along with it and entertaining me. Oh, for sure. But- um, uh, I have to be careful. <laughs> because but, with all my love, I don't want to just say something that doesn't sound 
good, even though I would never mean anything bad. Yeah, of course. So follow along with that. Uh, we'll be dropping an episode every day, Monday through Thursday, and we'll be doing that two weeks in a row. So it's an eight-part season. You'll get eight episodes. Yeah, what is it? What's the word for something instant and, and one after the other? Marathon. It's a marathon. Yes. It's a marathon of Jewish matchmaking. It's a Jewish matchmaking marathon with a little pause for Shabbat. Uh, yes, the, the <laughs> Sabbath. Absolutely. So please follow us and you will get all those episodes. And then last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. And when you leave us a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast like I'm about to do right now. Do it. All right. This Review comes to us from our friend Kiwi Girl. Hello, Kiwi. I love kiwis. I love the kiwi birds. I also love kiwi the fruit. All right. Five stars. Love it as well. Titled, Yas. Yas. With one, two, three exclamation points. That's what I always say. Yas. All right. Here we go. Here's, here's the review. You've quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. My partner, 2D Cat, agrees. We're sitting on a beach in Mexico and I'm listening to you while watching the waves roll in. Oh, very poetic, Kiwi. Thank you for your entertaining entertaining banter. Teresa is my absolute fave. John, you're okay too. <laughs> the coverage of Jenny and Submit and their Karma Sutra class had me LOLing. Thank you for creating a bright spot in this weird, wild world. Oh, Kiwi girl, thank you for that amazing review. I love it. Weird, wild world. That's a dumb It just went to Costco on Friday. I was debating whether I should buy Kiwis, but... The box was too big. I didn't want them to go bad. Yeah, you did. But. You would have been your own Kiwi girl. <laughs> but thank you so much for a beautiful review, Kiwi. You're a tomato girl now instead. <laughs> I am. I got tomatoes instead because I just eat them a little more often. All right. Moving thank you. on. <laughs> thank you, Kiwi girl. That, that was an amazing review. All right. Should we do it before we get into the main meat of this episode? Yeah. What do you say we do a little 90 day by the way? Sure. And guys, thank you for sending all the love for John's, by the way, oh, yeah. on the Patreon. We get a lot of great comments about loving your by the way. Yeah, so. because sometimes we drop a by the way that we think is going to blow your minds and then it's crickets. <laughs> and we're like, is anyone <laughs> listening to this? Can you believe this news? People do. And I, I love that you guys brought it up because uh, and sometimes I give John shit for not using my by the ways. But mm -hmm. in general... I deep deep down, I secretly love that he does all the all the digging for me, and I just sit here and learn. Yeah, I like to think maybe I'm leaving people speechless, and that's why they're not calling in. But I yes, think that's, a, I think that's it. A bunch of you guys called in. Actually, we were overwhelmed with with the call, and so thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the by the way. So number one, a big congrats to Omar of Omar and Avery. Oh. I know this one. Last week, he celebrated his white coat ceremony, which yes. is a rite of passage for medical students. In the U.S. In the U.S., yes. We we know Omar already had his dental degree from Syria. Yeah. He needed to complete the schooling here in the States. Yeah, but not the full school. I think it's just a few years. You don't go to your medical school from start to finish. My aunt did that with her. She's also a doctor. Okay. Got her got her degree in Czech, but they moved here and she had to finish some programs too and do some residency. That makes sense. Yeah. So they moved, Omar and Avery moved to Jersey. He went to Rutgers Dental School. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I got into Rutgers uh -huh. and then I dropped out because it was too expensive. I went to a little ch slightly cheaper school. Yeah. So I went to CUNY. Shout out to Jersey. Shout out to Rutgers. I also learned through reading this story, Omar 
he became a Lyft driver to make money while he was in school. That's awesome. So huge shout out Good to for Omar him, yeah. for yeah for busting his ass, putting himself oh, yeah. putting himself through school, and and shout out to Omar and Avery just as a couple because you don't get proof that often that these international relationships can work, but this is proof that it can work, especially if you stay off ninety day fiance. Yeah, but also the way Avery approached this was great because. She knew that, all right, well, she first accepted the culture and that's why it works. 100%. She wasn't fighting him on like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I want to wear bikinis around my town. Like, no, like she accepted the culture and that's why it worked. I mean, it's one of the many things that they need to accomplish to have a successful relationship. But this was number one. But she didn't begrudgingly accept it. Like if Nicole of Nicole and Mahmoud were to accept it, she'd be begrudgingly accepting it. She doesn't want to accept it. Oh, yeah, Avery, yeah. Avery was with open arms oh, accepting yeah, this culture. Sure. And that's why. Yeah. Because she had an interest in it. Yeah. She embraced it. And that's why. Yeah, for sure. It works. So shout out to Omar. Shout out to Omar and Avery. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats to you guys. All right. Number two. Settle in, Teresa. Number two. We got the answer. We were wondering what was coming after this season of The Other Way. Now we know before the 90 yes! days. Okay. Before the 90 days. And this season looks like a doozy. Uh, guys, I honestly, lately, well, the past couple of years, any new 90 day is freaking fire. Do you want to hear a little bit about the new couples? Well, I, I've seen some, but give me more. All right. Let's go through them real quick to whet your appetites and get you excited for what's to come. Number one, Amanda. 31 from Louisiana. All right. With Rasvin, 26 of Romania. Interesting. Amanda is a widowed mother of two. Didn't think she'd find love after her husband How passed. How old is she? 31. Okay. Oh, that's sad. She started talking to Rasvin, who is a Romanian social media star and actor, Teresa. Okay. Start waving the red flags right here. First time we have a we have Romania on this on 90 Day. You're right. Andre speaks Romanian. Yeah, but, but he's from Moldova. from Moldova. Yes. So Razvan helped pull Amanda out of her grief. They fell in love a little bit. They've been online dating for four months. And now she's decided to go to Romania to meet him in person. Nice. So she's going to have to see, is this going to work? I've got these kids. I'm going to be probably jealous over his social media career. I'm sure he's got to put himself out there for all the ladies. So let's see. Amanda and Razvan, number one. Did All you right. say you're going to be jealous of his? No, she may be. Amanda oh, may be. Okay. okay. How about number two? Riley, 48, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Violet, 43, Vietnam, another new country for us. Nice. Riley is a military vet, jazz lover, and cigar aficionado who has mm -hmm. been scarred by betrayal in his past relationships. Sad. But his Vietnamese girlfriend, Violet, whom he met online, may change it for him. They've been talking for two years. He's ready to meet her in Vietnam. So he's looked into hiring a private investigator to make sure he can really trust her first. Nice. Okay, this sounds juicy. Nice. Here we go. Number three, Christian, 30, from Minnesota. Cleo, 32, from England. Okay. Christian, self-proclaimed life of the party, who's been all over the dating scene, hasn't found the one until Cleo, an autistic and neurodivergent trans woman who values quiet time at home in London with her cats. Okay, they met on social media almost a year ago, started out as friends, now they're together. Got a little pushback from some of Christian's family, since he has a history of dating exclusively cis women, 
But Christian is excited to finally meet Cleo and not sure how he'll feel once they're together in person. Who he's who he's used to dating? Christian is is the life of the party. No, no, you said his family is concerned because he's used to date. Oh, cis woman. Exclusively cis woman. What does it mean? Cis woman, cisgender. Cis, cisgender is, and I could be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. It's when you identify as, I believe, the gender that corresponds with your sex at birth. So I'm a cis, I'm a cis male. I okay. identify as a man. I was born a man at birth. We've never heard this term, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Where have you been the last few years, Teresa? Uh, but I don't know, but there's a lot. There's a, a lot where, been yes. going on about uh, this topic. This is so. going to be very educational for you, Teresa. So that's, I forget the number, but three, four. I think it was three. Three. Okay, four. Tyree, 33, California. Carmela, 27, Barbados. Tyree, generous, big-hearted man. Has some insecurities about his body. It's held him back from finding love. But then he met the love of his life, Carmela, on a dating app four years ago. They only communicate on Snapchat, but she supported him, including when his mother had a stroke and he had to quit his job and move in with her to be her caretaker. So now they've started talking about marriage. He's planning to go to Barbados so they can meet and he can propose. However, his family knows nothing about this relationship. Wow. Okay. You getting excited yet? Uh, I'm already excited, but okay. keep going. Okay. David, 42, Nebraska. Sheila, 31, the Philippines. David, kind-hearted, hardworking man who was born completely deaf. Okay. Uh, I hope this one's not going to break my heart. All right. Connecting with people in a hearing world can be a struggle for David. While his last relationship ended after he was cheated on, he then met Sheila online two years ago. They've only communicated via text because... She's also hearing impaired and knows very limited sign language. So his family and friends have concerns, but David's sure Sheila can be the one. Wait, wait, wait. So she also... She's hearing impaired as well. And she doesn't, she doesn't know how to sign? It's very limited. How does she communicate? Maybe lip reading? Maybe. Wow. I don't know. See, this is interesting to me because we see so many couples on this series who don't speak the same language. So in in a way, this is that same story, but different. So here's the curious what I'm going to say. I didn't know that she had couldn't hear. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this kind of changes because now I'm I'm excited. I hope it does work out for them. Sure. I was first nervous that she's going to use him. And I felt, I already felt bad, but yeah. I didn't know the deeds. No, no, no. And I don't want to water this storyline down, but if you think about it, it's very close to so many stories before it where, of course, you can communicate via text because you're translating via text. But then once you get in person, the language barrier is difficult. It's going to be the same thing here because he's hearing impaired. Yeah. He signs. Her signing is not great. It's like when you have someone whose Spanish is not great. So it's going to be interesting, I think. It's going to be interesting. All right. Next, Misha, 43, Minnesota. Nicola, 46, Israel. Shout out to Jewish matchmaking. Okay. Well, a lot of people from Minnesota on this season. All right. Our What's first, up, Minnesota? Our first from Israel, I believe. Except yeah. for Jewish matchmaking, which is not a 90-day show. But Misha, 43-year-old divorced Catholic convert who was a TV journalist until she experienced a spiritual awakening in her living room. I've had a couple of spiritual awakenings in my bedroom, <laughs> but seven years ago, while exploring her newfound faith, she connected online with Nicola, a 46-year-old virgin who has never been in a serious relationship and lives with his mother in Israel. <laughs> They've fallen in love and she's heading to Israel to meet him. 46-year-old virgin? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, who's the man? The one in Israel, right? Yeah, Nicola. Nicola? Yeah. Oh, his penis is going to fall off. Oh, boy. All right. Next. I think second to last. Statler, 33 of Texas. Dempsey, 28 of England. Statler, high energy, charismatic, insect enthusiast from Texas. She was adopted, never felt like she fit in. She thinks she found the unconditional love she's been looking for with her British girlfriend, Dempsey. They've been talking for seven months, so Statler's heading to England and hasn't told Dempsey she wants to move there. So two two girls? Two girls. Lesbian couple, Teresa. Okay. An insect enthusiast. An insect enthusiast. All right. Okay. All right. And last but definitely not least, your friends and mine, Gino and Jasmine. Oh, yeah. Jasmine. I used to say that. We don't have to really talk about them. Oh, yeah. Other than to say we couldn't be more excited. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yes. Ooh. So premieres Sunday, June 4th at 8 p.m. <sighs> it's coming up soon. It's coming up very soon, Theresa. All right. That is the by the way. Wait, so we're going to have a break then, no? I think there might be two more tell-alls. <laughs> really? Because yes. then we have the twin, the Sunday, the 21st, which is the second part of the tell-all, and you have the 28th. I think there's going to be two more tell-alls. I hope so. All right. I mean, they were shot out of a cannon tonight, so they've got to have more where that came from. But let's do it. Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 15. We're talking finale and tell-all part one. Let's start with Isabel and Gabe. It's like rain on your wedding day. No show, sister, (laughs) when you're already late. What? This was pretty good. Thanks. I didn't know where you were going with that. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. A little Alanis Morissette coming at you. Yeah. WNBC. All right. <laughs> so Monica's out. Who yeah, would have thought? Okay. So I already thought it was going to be just like her playing this. Like, okay, I'm not coming to your wedding, gay, blah, blah, blah. But then she's going to show up. Yeah. And everyone's going to be happy. But she's nope. not coming. Out of everyone that I thought could possibly be a no-show, mainly Isabel's parents. Never thought it would be one of Gabe's family What are you members. talking about? It's about parents love. I know, but I'm saying six oh, yeah, episodes yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, okay, maybe dad won't show. Yeah. Never thought Monica wouldn't show. Yeah, so Gabe is finally getting ready, but he's late. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to listen to my mom who says, it's your day. Enjoy it. Forget about Monica. We'll address it later. And I love it. I love that mom is there for him. She's fully on board. Super excited. So... They finally get to the venue. And Gabe was going to lie, little white lie, and say Monica was sick, and that's why she's not there. Yeah, I, and I don't think he said anything, and he didn't have to lie. He just didn't address it. He, so didn't, he, get, he didn't, but he does tell Isabel later. Well, later, once, I feel like once you get through the whole, like, I do, I do, then you start partying a little bit, and it, then it was okay. I just yeah. didn't think he wanted to stress her out before they walked down the aisle. I think that was definitely for the best, but I think what would have been for the real best was to go along with a little lie and say, no, she's just not feeling great. Because mm. she did get a little funk in her step once yeah. she heard. But at that point, at that point, I feel like now she's your wife. Do you really want to lie to your wife? Let's start, let's start on yeah, a, like an I honest did, foot. I, I would understand if he, for some reason, they saw each other before the altar, they did a first look, and Isabel was like, where, where is Monica? Mm-hmm. If he lied lied at that point I was like all right that's cool let's keep everyone happy right but 
afterwards, there is no reason for him to lie. And you know what, Monica? Now you're not going to be in the family photos. Exactly. And I am. I was mind blown that she didn't show up. Yeah. So everyone's at the altar. Yeah. The officiants, it looked like it was a college graduation. There were so many people. Uh, but I was ready for a commencement speech, judging by their <laughs> outfits. So many people. It was a party. And it it's like... I feel like everyone does this different. Like I went to a wedding of my friend in the Czech Republic last year and they had the womb. There were two women doing the ceremony mm-hmm. who were the of- officiants of the town. Yeah. And there were three other people standing on the side who walked in with a little book that they, everyone had to sign. Like the witness, you have to have your witnesses. Yep. And I was asking, and they said that's part of uh, weddings. Either it has to be a priest, or if you're not religious, you get the officiants. Yeah. So I feel like everyone, every country does weddings differently. Yeah. No, yeah. we've we've seen a few different versions yeah. throughout this show, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you sure. and I, we had two officiants. Two officiants, one wedding. So reception time. Isabel notices Monica's not there when they sit down and start eating. And this is when Gabe explains, well, she got super upset last night, you remember, and so she didn't want to come. And this is where I feel bad and almost feel like I wish Gabe did continue with that lie because Isabel's sitting there going, why doesn't your sister want to support us? Why can't your sister be happy for us? Yeah, but honestly, this is not Isabel's fault. Like, I, I'm glad Gabe actually told her because... His mom's there and she supports them. Her parents are there and they support them. Her kids are there and they support them. Well, Monica, you missed out because I thought that was a childish, stubborn move and you missed your brother's wedding. I think that's shitty considering that you claim that he's your best friend. Well, I don't think he is. I think you were stubborn. You got upset and then you were like, oh, I said I'm not going, so I'm not going to go. I'm not going to look like an idiot if I said I'm not coming. Right. And I love what Isabel said because Isabel said, like, you know what? I don't care anymore what Monica thinks of me of our, or, or our relationship because what she thinks just lost all the value. And it's so true. Yeah. I'm glad they could carry on and have a great time. We saw them all hit the dance floor. Yeah. Everyone was tearing up the parents. Isabel's kids were having the time of their life. That's all that matters. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, those who mattered were there. Yeah. Those, those who truly mattered supported the wedding and the relationship. And it, it was a beautiful wedding. Yeah, uh, I literally loved it. And honestly, again, I thought the whole Monica thing just going to be the, oh my God, she's not going to come and, and she's going to show up. I'm glad. Listen, I wish she was there because yeah. she should support her brother. I'm glad it wasn't the old bait and switch though. Yeah. Like, I'm glad it wasn't, oh, there she is yeah. at the last minute. I honestly think that all the seasons with new people are so raw, like so mm. real. I don't think there is I'm anything scripted. I don't think there's like, okay, Monica, so just to make it a little more dramatic, just don't come to my wedding. I uh, think the Libyan Andres would probably do yeah. it like, be like, okay, uh, Charlie, like we're good now, but just to make it more dramatic, like get drunk at the wedding and make a scene. I can see them doing that. And I'm not saying they did it, but some of those people who've been coming and coming and coming all these seasons, you need a little script to make it interesting, right? Yeah. But all these like new couples on the show who are not actors or actresses, they're just on the show. It's so raw and it's so good. I think I agree with you, which is shocking because that means 
Monica flew to Colombia. Yeah. And then just didn't go to the wedding. But as much as I did like Monica and I met her, I was like, okay, she's just being a concerned sister. I can also see her being stubborn. Yeah. No, I started to turn. I started to sour on Monica a few episodes ago when I realized, oh, she just wants to be controlling. And I think she's got a weird relationship with Gabe and wants to pretend things are the way they used to be, but they're not. No, and I have a very, very stubborn family member, so stubborn that he missed on family vacations and stuff like that. Uh, Yes, I'm talking about my dad. (laughs) I was like, wait, your dad? Yeah, Yeah. my dad. No, I know. And he is so, I don't love my dad, but he can be so stubborn that it really did mess up a few family events and he got people mad. But the worst thing, including myself, the worst thing about my dad is that he never owns up to things and he never right. says he's wrong. And I many times I'll look at him and I know he knows, but he's so stubborn. Uh, yeah, that's he's the not ultimate say. stubbornness. Yeah. And that's Monica. 100%. All right. So that wraps them up. Let's wrap up Nicole and Mahmoud. I don't think I realized that Nicole was in Egypt for five months. Well, I did because last time she said she's been there for like three or four months. So I'm I like, know, but I would have thought, okay, three months total, maybe. On the seat, five months, half a year, basically. I think, well, she surprised a lot of us that she stayed there that long. Mm-hmm. And so it's obviously been a struggle. And we saw last episode, they've talked about moving to the States. And, yeah. and now, yes, that seems to be the case. Mahmoud will move to America when his visa gets approved. Yes. And so they're going out to have a lunch by the water and chat a little bit, chatting about a visa, chatting about Mahmoud coming to the U.S. and He's nervous about finding a job, finding friends, different culture, right? And Nicole brings up the one thing that, honestly, that's their biggest issue is the clothes. I know. It's kind of... It's silly, but it's serious. It's it's, That's a great way to put it. It's silly, but it's serious because, yes, Mahmoud actually has real concerns. Can I find work? I want to be able to provide. Can I find a mosque? My faith is important to me. Friends, right? Yeah. And Nicole's just like, yeah, but what about clothes? Can I wear a short sleeve shirt in summer? And it's silly, but it's serious because it's so important to her. And she goes, when we're in the States, I hope you you can be a little bit less of a dictator, just like a little less. And it's it's not going to work. I don't see how it could possibly work. And and Mahmoud, and I'm not the biggest fan of Mahmoud, but there is a part of me I was like, all right, well, he at least says he's going to try. He's like, I'm going to try to change while I want to stay true to myself. But I'll try to change. I'll try to be more open-minded about the clothes. But here's what I think is going to happen. Nicole's not going to be like, all right, well, I'll keep modest, but maybe I'll wear short sleeve shirts and jeans, right? Yeah. Which is still, that's modest to me, right? Yeah, for sure. But I think for Nicole, it's going to be like, oh, it's America. It's hot as fuck. Let me do a little backless shirt, a little bit of belly shirt. Like she has a great figure. She can show her butt with no problems. And she likes doing that. She loves fashion. I also think she's just going to keep moving the goalposts. So the first summer, it may be t-shirts and jeans. By the third summer, it may be tank tops and shorts. Yeah. And again, like things may change for Mahmoud. Maybe he'll realize that, you know what, like, it is okay. I see other women doing it and they are happily married, have kids. No one walks around and tries to bang girls that wear short sleeve shirts, right? Yeah. The the thing in, I don't know for certain, but the thing that could help him is maybe finding a mosque, 
finding other Muslim men or other Muslim couples and seeing, oh, okay, in America, maybe there is a little bit more freedom. Again, it's couple by couple. It's person by person. It is, but the problem is that they are not a Muslim couple. Yes, she converted. True. So technically she is. (laughs) She didn't know what she was doing. Muslim, but yes. And she, um, we talked about Avery at the top of the show. That's a whole different story. Absolutely. And so, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I did, I could empathize with Mahmoud when he said, I just don't want anyone to see my wife's muscles. <laughs> I feel, Mahmoud, wait till she starts picking you up. Then you're going <laughs> to, you're going to feel really emasculated. I haven't picked you up in a while. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. You've been a little sore. I should pick you up. You've been a little bit I'll in pick pain. you up during the break. Okay, you pick me up if you want. Um, so Nicole says, it's not fair to either of us if I can't be myself. And that's when Mahmoud says, well, I'm still a Muslim man. Yes. And so then we kind of find something interesting that we didn't know. So they talk about the fights, right? They always fight when they start fighting. Nicole goes to kayak or Expedia and <laughs> yeah, tries to book a flight. She's got a bookmarked. Yes. And Mahmoud storms off leaving everything including his phone behind that's his that's his move uh-huh except sometimes when they fight he also turns to the company of other women well okay this was hilarious so he did it a few few days ago they got into this big fight he stormed off left his phone behind so nicole took a look and she is like well i found a couple of text messages from girls and there was one Chinese girl who was trying to sell him TVs. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I think. I think his brother said, dude, listen, Nicole's like, um, this is not going to work out. She's too wild for you. China. Like, yeah. Look at my wife. Fatma? She, yeah. Have you seen Fatma? Fatma. Uh, she falls right in line. Speaks the language. She obeys by the, by the rules. Like, we have kids. Yeah. Go, go look at China. I feel like, well, that's what Mama did. I ended up with this girl who was trying to sell him TVs. I I believe that could be the case, but I also, I don't know, this could be extremely ignorant. Maybe in Egypt, people do buy TVs from China, like directly. I don't know. Maybe he was in the market for a new TV, but it, the conversation was a little too friendly. Like, did you make it back to your hotel? Yeah. So, but I almost feel like because it was kind of ridiculous, then it was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to move on from this. This is, this is a lesson for you. Yeah. Let's move forward. And mom was like, oh, I love you so much. Like, thank you so much. I try to be, try to understand you more and try to be more accepting of your wardrobe. It's like, okay. And they keep hunting each other. We'll see. We'll it, see. Let's see. It'll be third time's a charm if he moves to the States. That'll be the third go well, around I think if them. he moves and he opens his mind a little bit and no one's telling him to stop being Muslim. It's just try to open your mind a little more and try to... Meet in the middle. Like, she should meet him in the middle, but he should Compromise. meet her in the middle. Compromise. One of the C's. It's one of the big C's. One of um, the big C's. And it's like, yes, maybe let her wear shorts and shirts. Doesn't mean, like, shorts, like, booty shorts, right? But maybe she will go to and pray with you once a week or something. Like, meet in the middle. Right, right. Or don't be together. But trying yeah. to force one person to go all the way or the other person to go all the way, that ain't going to happen. No, and again, I always say that, we both always say that religion is so big that if you don't agree, you cannot, that there is no way you can make it work unless you compromise. Absolutely. If you don't, there is no freaking, there is absolutely no freaking way. Absolutely. All right. 
Jen and Rishi. Should we wrap them up? Yeah, so we quickly see Rishi praying at the temple because he goes there when he feels hopeless. Mm-hmm. And he's not ready to accept the breakup. And that's why he asked his friend Natash, aka his astrologer. Yep, you got that right. Astrologer or astrologist? Astrologer. Astrologer to join him and kind of like telling him what's going on. And here comes Natash. And honestly, after today, I don't believe anyone who tells me anything about astrology because Natash, we find out Natash, that's his job. He's been lying to Rishi this whole freaking time. Well, he's, he was stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. He says, you know, I'm, a, I'm his friend, but I'm also his astrologer. Yeah, but especially because you're his friend and astrologer. You should have told him way before that, dude, this is not going to happen. The stars are not aligned. Her star is on the east. Your star is on the west. They're never going to cross. You're never going to marry. Yeah, what was all that talk about August 4th, Natasha? Exactly. What was all that about? And Natasha was like, that's why I kept telling him, like, wait, 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 wait. Mm. Wait till when, Natasha? Until Jen dies. She is old. Jesus. <laughs> But I honestly, like, this was kind of like, dude, that's shitty. It's shitty on two different levels. A, now I don't believe in astrology anymore because you've been just lying to me. No, 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 no. You can still believe in astrology. You can't believe in Natesh. Well, yeah. Don't blame blame the game. Blame the player or whatever it is. I don't believe in Natesh. So no matter what you tell me moving forward, I won't believe you. And two, forget the astrology. You're my freaking friend. Right. You right. should have told me. But at the end of the day, Rishi said, I believe in love more than astrology. And I like it. I know. I I'm, like it. I'm with you, Rishi. I do too. I don't think they they are over just yet. And I don't just mean the meeting before Jen leaves India. Okay. Let's talk about this meeting. Yeah. So this is one week after a breakup. And apparently Rishi's just been reaching out to her like nothing happened. He's not accepting the breakup. So they meet at this cafe. Rishi comes in wearing his finest Canadian tuxedo, dripping sweat. I have everyone's dripping sweat. He he commented. I love how he had to get it out there because when you're just dripping sweat, especially on camera, you just need to address it. And he's like, sure is humid in here today, isn't it? <laughs> so Jen's like, I wanted to talk about how we left things. I want to make sure we're both on the same page. Where do you think we stand, Rishi? Where do you see us right now? Rishi finds it hard to accept them not being together. And I find it genuine. I do too. But then the ball's in your court, Rishi. If you find it hard not to be together, then be together. Oh, I think something something's going to be cooking because they go through this whole, oh, Jen's like, well, you need to move on. I need to move on. I love you. You love me, but I'm going to go back to the U.S. soon. And this is the last time we're going to see each other. You need to move on with your life. They both cry. They have no regrets. It was beautiful, beautiful memories, beautiful time. They kiss goodbye. She mm. leaves and Rishi turns to camera and says, I'm not ready to give up. I think I get soft at the end of seasons because I was getting emotional during the, when yeah. they were both crying and like they were breaking up. I'm like, this don't don't give up, yeah. guys. Don't but, give up. But I don't think he's Natesh going is to. wrong. Don't I, trust Natasha. I think he's going to do something. I think he's not ready to give up. Like a grand gesture. Oh, okay. Here's my guess. And we'll probably see it on the next episode, hopefully. I think he's going to marry her. Whoa. I think he's going to do it. He's going to go back to the U.S. to sort a few things out. But Whoa. I think he's going to I think he's gonna marry her. Or he's going to be like, we're going to do it. 
All right. Oh, I think he's gonna marry her. All right. Behind everyone's back and just be like, I'm doing I'm doing me. The old Jenny and Submit. Let's see. All right, one more couple to wrap up. The saddest pool party in the history of pool parties. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Jamie. Okay, Chris is nuts. Cuckoo. And I- Oh my gosh. Okay. So picked up where we left off. It's the saddest pool party, as my husband said. And Chris is telling the cameras that her son went to jail because of some troubles with the drugs. And that's why she missed <laughs> Jamie's birthday. Like party. mother, like son. Gee. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to find drugs for her. That's why she's so. Like, if I feel like if your son went to jail for drugs, like, for example, my parents, they would be like, Dude, fuck you. You fucked up. You do you. Like my parents would not be dealing with me. Yeah, mine mine would not give up on me that quickly. Really? Well, mine my would be pa- trying to get bail, trying oh, my to find parents, an attorney. If it was something like this no, dumb, I know. my I know. parents would not. My I parents know. would be like, you know what? You fucked up. You you need to like pay you need to pay for what you did. Yeah, I'm not mine. saying I'm not saying they would disown me, but I think they would let me pay. Yeah, I think it depends. If if I had a long history of drug use and they tried to straighten me out and then I did it again they might be like you know you're on your own now but if it was the first time I got caught up it was nothing it well, was it a dime bag what, okay, here's, here's the, it depends what it was if I had a mad amount of weed on me and that's it's not legal somehow that came out my parents were like well you're dumb yeah. but okay but if it was like hardcore drugs yeah I don't think my parents would be very supportive of that so here we go Jamie was upset because Chris was dealing with her son or whatever other issues she had to deal with and wasn't being supportive of Jamie, even though Chris said, I'll take care of you. I'll, I'll pay for it. I'll send you money. I do feel for Jamie oh, yeah. a little bit because she goes, I'm in the most debt I've ever been in in my entire life. I quit my job because Chris told me to quit my job. But then I think, come on, Jamie. You're a little bit at fault here. Why would you trust someone you've never met in person before to quit your job just because they said they would take care of you? Come on. You need to you need to see this through and see who Chris really is before you trust her and take her word that much that you quit your job. I agree, but Jamie strikes me as like a nice, naive person who was looking for love and who comes from a country where she wasn't accepted, fled the country and started talking to someone that she fell in love with for whatever reason. I still don't get it. But I can understand the naivety. But yeah, uh, she should not have just let her job go. Especially if you know how hard it is for you to find work yeah. as an immigrant. Yeah. Right? She goes, oh, oh well, yeah. so hard. I'm from Venezuela. Yeah. You know it's hard. Like, don't give up the one job you have. You're really rolling the dice. And yeah. now you see the situation you find yourself in. So Chris ends up coming back and they get into this argument over rent. Chris is like, how much did I tell you you can spend on rent? And Jamie's like, 400. And Chris is like, and how much did you spend? And Jamie's like, 550. Yeah, no, Jamie was like, 500. Chris is like, no, 550. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I was going to say in the grand scheme is 150, but 150. No, it's not. 150 it's not. adds up. It's not. We discussed this the first time we heard about the rent. We said, if she went $100 over, it's that's not enough to get angry about if the rent is 1500 If you go from 1500 to 1600 But if it's 25% of your budget, yeah. that's a lot. That's going from 2000 to, I'm not good at math, 
2500 That's a big uh, difference. I agree, but here's why I said it. It's like, it is a big deal, but let's say if Jamie kept her job and was also contributing, going 100 over, maybe let's try it for a little bit. If that was the apartment that had it all, because let's not forget, before we give Jamie a lot of shit, let's not forget that Chris had a list of things she needed in her apartment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think Jamie did her best and... Maybe, maybe she thought, all right, well, she's American, 150 extra. Who cares? Yes, I agree with you. It, it is more. It's it, more. And, and it adds up. It's more and it's not your money, yes. which pisses me off too. If I said, yeah, you can spend 400 and then you spent 550 of my money, I said four. And now you're just taking advantage of me. Yes. I, I feel like that should have been a discussion. If, yes. if Jamie yes. found the apartment for 550 she should have called Chris be like, hey, Chris, it has it all. It's a little more expensive. Thoughts. If Chris shut it down, well, then let's find something within the budget. If Chris agreed, great. Right. So Chris is like, I'm done. I'm done with this bullshit. I'm sorry I wasn't here for your birthday, but my son comes first. I'm done. She's doing an Angela. She's like, you can, oh, do, yeah. what, you can do what you want. I'm out of here. And she storms off, goes to the production van. Jamie ends up following after her, and this gets wild. Yeah, because Jamie starts, like, trying to get into the van, talking to the producers, and Chris is, like, losing. She's like, get the fuck away from me. I came here to this van so you can leave me alone. And she, like, pushes her out of the van very aggressively. foaming at the mouth. Yeah. And then, yeah, just lunges at Jamie, Nicole and Asin style. And just instead of slamming into the van, pushes out of the van. Yeah, so much for uh, her neck pain, am I right? Look yeah. at her. Look at her just like Jamie, wild. you dodged a bullet, I would say. Run while you still can. Grab your yeah. boob pillows. Start running. Yep. And don't turn back. I just hope that if they're going back to the apartment, they hold one of them back. They don't allow them to oh, go yeah. together because... I am genuine because Chris has knives. I'm genuinely afraid of Chris through the screen. <laughs> I think she can easily lose her shit. Yeah, and who knows what she's capable of. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that wraps up the couples. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We will tell you about our sponsors for this episode. Teresa will pick me up, and then we'll come back <laughs> and we'll do the first part of the tell-all. Yes. All right. We'll be back in a second. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. Uh, <laughs> I almost said something else, but let's move on. What do you mean? Oh, you know, I almost said hello, Tommy. 
Like oh Tommy the horse. Oh boy. You guys know about our mic check. Yeah, I, for some reason when I picked up the mic after I picked you up, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say hello Tommy the horse. <laughs> you guys are confused and you're scratching your head. We we do our mic check every episode and we just we we go through all the animals that have made a impact on our life. I was gonna say all the animals that touched our hearts. All the animals that have touched our hearts. Yes. Yes, and, and Tommy the horse is one of them. <laughs> yes. All right. And then I do a whole I do a whole mime. I do an act out where I pretend I'm riding Tommy during it. <laughs> we, we've already gone too far. We, we've talked too much. Tell all. We're telling all right now. We're telling, telling too much. All. We're telling too much. All right. So let's travel to New York City where we get a little self filming in the hotel rooms. People getting ready. TLC loves breaking that fourth wall now during tell-alls. They love a little behind-the-scenes action, a little talking to camera, a little self-filming. Like Ever since that last tell-all where they went to the rooftop bar afterwards. That was wild. They love giving that offset content, right? I love it. Uh, Gabe loves giving hot takes, and I love that. Gabe is thinking Chris is a pill head, questions Nicole's hair. Gabe is... In the mix. Oh, Gabe. I like Gabe. Gabe's there to stir the pot. Gabe is there to stir the pot. But like in a curious way. I don't think he means bad. I think he's just curious and he's going to put it out there. Let's see. I mean, he's Ooh. definitely he's definitely dipping his toe into the deep end. Oh, yeah. This, this first part. We'll see if it gets a little deeper as it goes well, on. Let's see. All right. Enough. Enough dancing around it, guys. You've waited 15 episodes for it. You've waited all season <laughs> for it. You know it. You love it. Cue the theme music. It's Alfred's the segment. Alfred's the segment. One day we'll have theme music we for it. We should have a theme music. <laughs> All right. I already did Alanis Morissette. Everyone's, everyone's favorite segment. Alfred's the segment. And by everyone, so. we mean Theresa and myself. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up for 10 minutes of wardrobe commentary. It's Alfred's the segment. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Nicole. All right. Nicole is wearing a dark red off-shoulder dress with showing one full shoulder, so one shoulder, a golden necklace, and I love it. Her perfect hair, I love it. I was actually underwhelmed with this outfit. I liked the cut, I liked the cool slanted shoulder, but I thought she brought it more throughout the season than she did on this tell If it was anyone else, if it was Jen, if it was Danielle, I would have been like, damn. Nice tell-all outfit. But Nicole, who is known to bring it, I don't think brought it. Uh, what I did, I loved the necklace. I thought it was really cool. Oh, a statement piece. All right. I didn't like the color of the... I did like the dress, but I wish it was... I'm with you. Maybe a little brighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a maroon. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that color. Okay. It looks like uh, if you eat cherries, then you poop. Prunes. Cherries. Okay. All right. But, <laughs> but, and Sean called it out too. Not very modest. So, but like half modest, like the half yeah. hand, like one yeah. arm out. Like, long story short, she looked nice, right? Looked nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looked good. But okay, I, I, I would have just expected the necklace. something more. But, okay. So, I'm for Mahmoud. Just gray button <sighs> down. Like, many times what we see for the guys who are not in the studio, like, there is nothing crazy. He looked like he was going to the club for the first time. Like, that's what I wore. That's what I thought you wore to the discotheca back in the day. Well, that's his vibe. We, he wears button downs all the time. That's okay. literally what he was wearing the all entire right. time. So. All right. no, no harm, no foul. Yeah. With Mahmoud. 
So then go, let's go to Gabe. So Gabe is wearing this gray suit uh. and a salmon shirt. <laughs> And it's meh, Ugh. meh. Ugh. Like, what is that, Gabe? Like, Ugh. you have a decent style. What color what is you, this? What color was the shirt? Salmon. That's what I wrote down. Salmon. Salmon t-shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah you would have yeah. been you would have been better off with a black t-shirt. I don't know. We don't need that salmon. That's that's straight from Old Navy. But also like a salmon and a gray suit. Like, what is that? And then brown dress shoes. Like, oh. throw a pair of white sneaks with it. Yeah, make it a little hip. This was so, nah. I don't know. And it's like, it's so unlike Gabe because he does have a vibe. Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually. Yeah. This was, so, too, this was, I don't know, last minute if he ran through yeah. his closet and was like, I need something. And Isabel's wearing this like light green shirt. She just looks comfy. It's like this lounge yeah. wear. It was, it was like Lululemon, um, pastels. It, she looks pretty, very pretty. She always yeah. does. I mean, yeah, but it was like. Understated. She she was comfy. Understated. She's yeah. like, I'm home. Why would I dress up? <laughs> exactly. All right. Next, Danielle. Okay. Danielle is wearing sparkly pink dress Ugh. and obviously a pink crystal. Uh. But I have to say this: her hair looked great. Hair looked great. Yeah, above like the she, sh- yeah. above the shoulders. I'm gonna say she looked good. The dress looked like it was off the sales rack at Marshalls or something. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like sparkly pink, a crystal. It's like. Come on, Danielle. Like, you yeah. can do better. But hair, fabulous. Yes. Love the color. Love the cool blonde. She had the waves looked good on her. The yeah. curls. Yeah. That was that was nice, Danielle. And Johan? then Johan, bright yellow shirt. Casual Friday. He was giving me casual Friday yeah. vibes. Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't like oh my gosh, you look great. But it wasn't like what are you wearing? We'll get to that. All right. We'll get to that with some other people. Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna leave the best. Yeah, yeah. To the last. We're actually gonna bury the lead. Let's bury yeah. the lead on this one. So next, all right, someone who does not know how to dress, and it's Chris. Here we go. Now our first really agree to disagree. I think. Here we go. All right. Okay, she has weird orange hair. It looks like someone did it months ago, and it's like growing out. Mm-hmm. And she has this like black pantsuit with these golden stones. Okay. All right. And this dark blue corset. Ew. Okay. Well, let's ignore the fact that she's going through withdrawal, clearly. But I'm saying dark horse for best dressed. She looks like a magician's assistant, and I like it. You kidding, right? I kind of like it. I think. She looks so, she looks like she found an outfit in a dumpster <laughs> behind her house. And it's probably what the, someone else dumped okay. there because they were like, oh my gosh, like I want to set this on fire, but I don't want to pollute, pollute the air with all these fake stones. Okay. Let me rephrase it then. I take it back. Not, not best dressed. Most improved. From what she's, we've seen her in all season, dancing across our screens, flying to different countries, and I'm I'm gonna vote for her for most improved. No, huh. she looked horrible. I think the best she ever looked was when she was fighting with Jamie because she was just wearing jeans and a shirt. Okay, this was horrible. This was ew, ew on so many levels. All right, ew on ew. Agree to the disagree. Hair, the pantsuit, the, the fake stones. Speaking of fake stones, I guess there was a hit this season because we'll get to oh. that. <laughs> Jamie looks nice. Jamie? Her hair, her makeup looks good. And then she just wears this like black shirt and a pink overshirt. See, Jamie had a little bit of a burlesque vibe going on and I didn't mind it. Yes, the necklaces, hair up and like a lacy top. Yeah, she looked nice. I liked it. All right. Speaking of the fake crystals. Here we go. What? 
Here we in go. the world is Rishi Waring because when I saw him the first time I started laughing so hard and it's not just the blazer with these fake crystals on the side it's the wrinkly shirt underneath that looks like all the pajama shirt that John wears around the house Rishi looked like he jumped Elton John in the back alley and stole his jacket and I'm here for it my vote for best dressed male no Absolutely. It was so, you know what? Remove the crystals and wear a black t- black shirt underneath or a white shirt. All right. If you want to wh- be basic, if you want to Rin- be boring. Wrinkly sh- oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those fake, that's so bad. I it's thought so he was bad. pulling it off. No. All right. I'm going to go through a closet. I'm, 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 I'm afraid you're hiding some crystals. <laughs> yeah. Don't open up that Zara package out there. You got something from Zara? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't buy me something? No. Okay. Rishi, best dressed male. Yes. Oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> I am going to have a conversation with John about fashion after. I, I know you guys already will, but call in and share your, your best no. and worst dress. Uh, okay. And this is my opinion, but best dressed male. Oh, okay. Wait, did we talk Jen? It was a snooze fest. Jen oh no, Jen fest. looked nice. Jen looked black dress, yeah. heels. I... Yes, her outfit was a snooze fest. I agree, but her makeup was good. I like the dark. Okay. I agree. The dark lipstick, the darker eyes, like that looked good. I agree. All right. And like I, she wore like nice heels, so I feel like it brought up her legs. I thought she looked nice. Yes, nothing crazy. Like uh, as I said, saving best for last. Actually, let's talk about Sean first. I did like the bright green, fluffy, soft-looking dress. Green is her color. She's it going. Is. She's been going green re- yeah. uh, recently, and green is definitely her color. And I love it. I mean, she always looks good. She's a freaking vampire. Usama. Usama. I mean, button down and a black shirt underneath and he, a he goatee. Looked, he looked like he was dressed for his first job interview. Like, yeah, that he will probably wear. never have because he's a poet. I'm a poet. I don't, I don't work. And here we go. The absolute queen of all outfits, this segment. Drumroll, please. Goes to mm-hmm. no one other than Miss Debbie you got with that her right. bright pink fluffy coat, sparkly pink dress, take notes, Daniel, a peacock fan. A green cowboy boots and a shit ton of necklaces. Mm-hmm. And she was like a bright, shiny diamond. Her hair looked fab. Her makeup looked fab. And yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. However, I would describe it would be an understatement. So I won't. You nailed it. Clearly, her and Rishi best dressed. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm not done. The, the best dressed man oh. is someone who should not be there because I don't understand why he was there. Oh, did he redeem himself from last time? It's Tim. Wow. I did I did vibe the silver leather jacket, I have to say, and his black outfit. Uh-huh. But why do they, and, and Veronica it's look so nice, bad. yellow dress, but why are they there? Leave the commentary to us, TLC. I literally don't understand. They didn't make any comments on this. Nope. One. Yeah. One, which I forget what it was. are they there? Yes. Loving the jacket. Let me know where you bought it from. I might get it for myself. Maybe for John because he needs some help. Otherwise, why are you there? Yeah, I get pillow talk. I think pillow talk is a brilliant idea. Yeah. We don't watch it, but we should. Uh, Sometimes, but I don't get this. We don't need them there. We really don't. We really don't. 
But one more, one more time, let's give a big applause to my queen, the queen of all outfits the segment, because no one on the show ever pulled something like this off and wore it like a queen. Debbie. Just that, like, you're tight in on her and you see the fan and she looks fantastic. But then pop out to the wide shot when you can see her boots mm-hmm. and she is slaying. And I love that they put her in the middle because that's where of she course, belongs. That's where she belongs. Yeah. And I love it. I freaking, I love it so much. Yeah. That it was, and here's why I love it. It's not the producers who picked this. That it's her. And that's it's what I was, all her, and that's why I love it. That's what I was going to say. And it's such a crucial point. I love authenticity. Yes. If anyone else on that dais, on that stage, on that panel was wearing that outfit, you'd be like, stop it. Yeah. Stop, you're trying to make a show for this tell It is so authentically Debbie. Yes. That it is beautiful. I love it. I love it. All, all right. right. Let's you get in, let, Let's get into it a little bit here. All right, so we just saw the cast chatting a little bit before the show as they as they come in, and we learn from Gabe that he actually is team team Osama and hates Chris. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I've been painted as team Osama a little bit here too this season, no. and I'm not I'm not totally not team Osama with everything I've said about. I don't think he ever said that he planned to stay in. Well, there was a part of me that I thought, you know what? I was, I kept talking about the companionship. I was like, maybe it can work. Maybe they have a little different relationship between them. But once he went nuts and he just started spilling his guts, I'm like, oh, bro. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fucking not. Sean asks what's going on with, with Debbie and Osama. Apparently, Osama's been contacting Debbie. All the time. All the time, but she ignores it. Yes, and then we kind of go couple by couple. Daniel and Johan are apparently technically married. Uh-huh. On which, a technicality, yeah. Which I'm very curious because uh, yeah, I when we met them on um, Love in Paradise, I thought like I was like, okay, well maybe they can make it work. She wants to move to his country. I know he wants to go to the U.S., but maybe. But on this on this season, I mean, Daniel literally. Someone's gonna say it, but Daniel was treating him like a child. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they are no longer together. Yeah, and I think he took some of it, and then he got pissed and kind of said things that maybe weren't so good. I think once Talon entered the picture, yeah, things got real for that yeah. relationship, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but that, like that, the way Daniel treats him is a big no-no. Yeah, a big no-no. Jen and Rishi. Um, talking well, a little. Talking a little. And I think there's going to be some bomb drop. A little talking. Um, um, Gabe and Isabel. Oh, Gabe and Isabel. Isabel misses Gabe. So okay. things yeah. seem to be good. Yep. Nicole and Mahmoud. Uh, everyone picked up on Nicole is not being dressed conservatively. Mm-hmm. And apparently Moha- Mahmoud picked a different dress. But well, Nicole does Nicole. And Nicole's he kind be. of laughs it off, which makes me think like maybe he is slowly coming around. Because think about it. This is not modest at all, and she's on a national TV. Um, yes, but I would say this is also a peek into how things will go in the States, which would be Nicole doing what she wants to do. And ignoring oh, 100%. Mahmoud's but wishes. he's not pissed at her. 
Like he's not like, ah, what are you wearing? Like, oh, he's like, he kind of laughs it off. He's like, well, Nicole does Nicole. Uh, his blood was boiling and then it boiled over at the end of this episode. Well, not because of Nicole's dress. Mm, I think that may have been the start of it. Well, I think he likes looking at her. I just don't think he likes anyone else yeah. looking at her. You better cover up those muscles. And I have Chris and Jamie and we learned that Chris has not been feeling well. She's Chris. <laughs> what she's else been is sick. new? Ah, oh, what else is new? But they have not seen each other or spoken since that fight. Good. We'll see. All right, let's do it. Let's dive into the queen of the tell-all here. Let's talk Debbie and Usama. And now we see a little throwback how things escalated. <laughs> and Usama says that he, they bro- he broke up with Debbie because Debbie wanted to move to Morocco forever and that wasn't discussed. Uh-huh. And then... Johan. Oh boy, Johan. Johan has an opinion. Oh boy. And I hate this. Because Johan is like, Miss Debbie, with all due respect, get this young guy a green card. <laughs> help help this young man to get a job. Mm-hmm. Why in the fucking world should she do it? After he lied to her and scammed her or t- tried to scam her. Yeah. Why in the world would she help him with anything yeah and and i've never been team danielle but her response was perfect because i was sitting there going how would i respond to this and danielle just goes we're not non-profits yeah which is a great response it is you don't just response. get to cheat the u.s immigration system yeah. because you want to help somebody out yeah and there, i think there are visas to help people out yeah and k-1s are not those visas no and i think johan I think there is some, there was at least something between Johan and Daniel. I think he did love her or maybe he still does, who knows, but he did want it to come to the oh, US. Yeah. He wanted the better And he was life. clear about it. Yeah, he was very, well, so was Osama eventually, but I was like, no, like that's, that's the wrong mindset. That's, if immigration's listening to you, Johan, you're not coming here like ever because that's exactly the mindset we don't want to. I don't want to, as an immigrant, as someone who went through this, it's hard. I mean, we're still going through it. It's, I don't want to hear that stuff. That's not, and as you said, there right. are visa for it. Right. That's, it's not the K1. You're taken away from the real couples, from the real love because you, all people who scam make it very difficult moving forward for people who are real. Yeah. And Gabe tries to take Usama's side and, and Johan's side, and he makes a valid point, but it's got no place in this argument. His his point is basically like, well, other people who want to live in Paris could marry a French woman. It's like, yeah, okay, but... That's not really what we're talking about here. No. And I don't think Debbie found Usama because she wanted to live in Morocco, right? But I right. think Usama found Debbie because he wanted to live in the U.S. Absolutely. I I don't remember exactly, but I think it was Usama who reached out to Debbie. Yeah. I don't think it was Debbie who reached no. out to Osama. So Sean's like, Usama, were you ever in love with Debbie? Or was it all just to get to the States? And he was, but not anymore. Now I don't love her. <laughs> and, and we cut to Offset. And this is who I want to see Offset. I don't want to see Tim and Veronica. Guys, I love you. But I don't want to see you during a tell-all. 
I want to see Julian getting gassed up backstage like a bull ready to start bucking at oh, a rodeo. Yeah. I do want to see Veronica on the single life, just an FYI. I want to see her on the single life. I want to see her on Pillow Talk. Yeah. But I don't need to see you for three and a half seconds during a tell-all. That is true. I just don't get the point. And we did it last time with Tim and Kenny. It's like... You had no role. Honestly, you were, why, why? I'm all about setting people up for success. Yeah. And this construct doesn't set them up for success. It doesn't it makes, set them up for anything. It makes them, everyone watching go, why are they here? It makes them look bad. Yeah, go on pillow talk. Go on pillow talk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all right. So Julian is there and he is team mama. <laughs> he is ready to tell everyone how he really feels. And he's been telling us this whole time. And that's why I like Julian because he's been authentic. There is, he's not like, oh, mom, yeah, sure, I'm here for you. And then things went out. Oh, Fagusama. No, from the beginning, he's like, mom, I'm worried about you. This is not a good idea. I'm nervous. Please don't do it. Like, he is the son who cares. Julian comes out. You want to talk about Alpha's segment? He comes out looking like an off shift waiter. I mean, Julian is a cop. Nothing against cops, but I mean, have you ever seen a great dressed cop? Seen a great dressed detective. Who? Just detect. I mean, detectives have. I guess. I picture them like blazer, t-shirt. I guess, but jeans. I feel like I don't see police officers to be. Well, you just the see them fashionistas. in fashionistas. They see them. You see them in their uniforms. Yeah, I don't see them as fashionistas in okay. general. So <laughs> I don't want to give Julian shit. He, but. Maybe a little bit because let your mom to help you with that. Yeah. Let your mom to help you with uh, with some wardrobe changes. He comes out guns blazing. You mess with somebody's mama, you don't do that. You're in my world and you're lucky you're not here. A lot of everyone's like, yes. It was like clapping. Everyone, He's the hero. And and Debbie picked up on it later, but I picked up on it right here. Jen almost oh, yeah. banged him as oh, soon as yeah. he, he, she was loving that out of work waiter look. She was getting all hot and bothered. And I love that Julian came there with an agenda and he's just like checking off everything he wants to say because he's like, this needs to stop. Stop texting your mom. Stop my mom. Stop calling my mom. 60 texts in two hours. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. You harass her. You it, it needs to stop. And so apparently Usama does text Deb that he loves her. Oh, boy. And. Well, Sean asked if that's true. And he says, I can't remember. But I can't remember is pretty much an admission. Oh, Otherwise, just say no. Yes. Right? And Julian does not hold back. He's like, I'm a cop. I can sniff out your bullshit. This is when it got so good. And Usama's like. This is when it got so good. Okay, dog. Okay, dog. (laughs) 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 Julian goes. Quit praying off elderly women and get a job. No, I will not get a job because I'm a poet and I will die for my dream. I fucking loved everything about it, but it's so true. It's so true. And well, then Julian made a point about him fixing his teeth, which I guess would come with getting a job, maybe. Yeah. Osama, I understand you're an artist. You're creative. Do you know how many people go to New York City? Do you know how many people are waiting tables, busting their oh, ass yeah. while they're also trying to make their artistic dream come true? Oh, go to L.A. All the waiters and waitresses that want to be actors and actors who are trying to make it. Yeah. Also, your line of work is not the most financially lucrative. No, but also he it's because he doesn't put himself out there. He has all these ideas. I think he tries to be this hurt artist. 
to one who, oh, oh yeah. I just need someone to understand me. And, and, and Debbie was the one who apparently understood mm-hmm. him, but he screwed this up. Yeah. So then Sean asks the question we are all curious about. Were you ever physically attracted to Debbie? And he was. Debbie, why don't you tell me about that night in Casablanca? Ooh, Ooh, what happened in Casablanca? Debbie says, well, we had some wonderful evenings together. Wine, wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. My favorite. You're speaking my wife's language. <laughs> and he tried to get amorous with me. Now you're not speaking my wife's language. Now what she has no that idea. What does that mean? I was going to ask you. Try to get a little sexual. Oh, oh. Try to get a little romantic. A little Barry White time, if Ooh. you will. Yeah. And so I guess maybe, I don't think it crossed a line because I think they would have said like, yes, we yeah. made love. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they, again, I think they had a different type of relationship. At least Debbie thought so. Yeah, so I didn't understand that answer because that's, does that answer, are you attracted to Debbie? I think he is. He said he he is or he was, but Deb said we never, ever planned on moving to the U.S. because Usama keeps saying that was the plan. That was always the plan. She was never supposed to move here. And Deb says, well, I made a comment very early on, like, you know, imagine moving to the U.S., the immigration officer uh-huh. would look at it and start laughing. I'm glad she's aware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we've said that. I'm we've sure said it many times. everyone's thought that. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, I'm telling you, for people of the same age, it can be a struggle and hard because there are people who don't know you who are going to look at you how you look on the paper. You and need a lot of evidence. What, yeah. That's what's going to be judged. And I hate to say it, but. 24 and 68 just does not look not good on the five, paper. Three. Jesus. Um, then Sean with, with the good questions. Yeah. Money. Money. And how much have you sent Usama? I was surprised by this answer. Very surprised by this answer. So Deb said probably around 2 to 3K over four years. But she goes like, you know what? It was for the groceries and daily things for his family, and I'm fine helping them. Right, which is sweet, which is nice. Yeah, and I, I, I was nervous to gonna say like 50k. Uh, me yeah, too. Yeah. And I love Chris trying to piggyback on on this like good good nature. Yeah, oh, sure. oh, I know where she's coming from. We have big hearts. We're trying to help. Sure. We're trying to help other people. Oh, Chris, but I, I I like it, and Deb, I, I like her answer because she's like. I was trying to help him and his family. No regrets. I got, you know, getting daily things that we all needed. It was hard for them. And then Gabe tries tries to yeah. help. Well, why don't you sell your paintings to tourists? Well, well, People love art from other countries. Because first Osama says, well, I asked her for money because it's hard in Morocco. And Julian was like, well, how about you get a job and right. you start, like, do something. Like, if he was working and trying and he couldn't meet his meets, no, he couldn't meet... He's, he couldn't make his ends meet. He couldn't make his end, ends meet and then ask that for money. And I was like, you know what? Like, he's really trying to survive. Yeah. The fact that he does nothing right. and ask Deb for money, that's ridiculous. So all the way team Julian and all the way team Gabe with his great ideas. Great idea, but the way he said it seemed a little shady. He's like, sell your paintings to tourists. People love art from other countries. Yeah, and no, because apparently, no, for Sama, you need to understand my art like Debbie does. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm just not good at, he's like, I'm not selling underwear. I'm not selling underwear with thick <laughs> penises inside them. So then Sean asks if Usama has been trying to get Debbie back. 
And he says, I tried before because me and Debbie were like a poem. But, yes. And Julian is like, finally something, something real he said. Finally, he's telling First a little bit of the truth. Honest thing. But then Julian, his happiness will not last for long because Debbie, oh, we thought she learned. But then she goes, uh, well, if Usama wants to be back together with me, maybe he should do something real, like send like move me an, a mountain. Move a mountain. I was cutting to the chase because uh, I was like, what does that even mean? What does move a mountain mean? Stop being poetic, Debbie. Speak, give it to me straight. And Debbie says, well, like, buy me an airline ticket. And you can see, oh. the, you can see Julian, his genuine country is like, oh, oh no, ma- mom, mom. And Usama was like, I don't want to move a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so we should be, we should be good. So they go to break. And I loved this little moment because Debbie's like, where is Julian? I need to find Julian. And so she runs to him and she's like, Julian, Julian, thank you so much for being here for me. I love you. And he's like, of course, mom, right? And Julian's like, mom, you need to keep this door closed. I want you to find the real man. Mm -hmm. You need to keep this door closed. And Debbie's like, Julian, what what do you think of Jen? <laughs> She's such a nice person, and I think her man is like Usama. Oh, what do you what do you she, think? She was picking up. Oh yeah, on what I was picking up. Yeah, on. and Julian's like, Mom, like putting me on the spot. Like she's a she's a cool person. Uh-huh. I, I like you could tell that he's just a regular dude who's there for his mom. That's how it all starts, Teresa. Well, let's That's see. That's how it all starts. Let's see. For now, he's he's the hero for me. Mm-hmm. Because I loved it. Like he, I think he was not aggressive, but he was to the point enough that it was a little aggressive in a way, but he didn't cross any lines. He wasn't disrespectful. Yeah. He wasn't rude. Yeah. He just went there and he addressed what we all thought. For me, either take the vest off or or bring me bread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Ah, stop it. All right. But yeah, bring me the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. We we get to Nicole and Mahmoud just a little bit. And Sean asks about the plan to move to the States. Yes. Nicole's living in LA now. And in 20 days, Mahmoud has his visa interview. And And if if approved. If approved, he can come over whenever. So Sean's like, well, why... Didn't you just stay in Egypt and, and wait for Mahmoud to get his visa? She makes sense. She's like, I yeah. want to, I want to get home. I want to oh, yeah. find a job, find an apartment. Like that, that makes sense. Yeah, that for sure. checks out. And the question arises: Well, speaking of bread, will you be comfortable, Mahmoud, if Nicole is the breadwinner? And I liked his answer. He was like, well, I mean, we're one person, basically. Yeah, you're a family. Yeah, and it's not forever. It's not like he's like, well. Now it's your turn to take care of me. It's like, well, if that this is what it comes down to and this is how we need to survive for a little bit, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's the right answer. If yeah. this is who you want to be with, then you'll do whatever it takes to be with that yeah. person. So then Sean's like, what was the whole thing about proposing after one week? That seems a little ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. And it goes Not like, yeah. proposing, marrying. I thought I was proposing. I think, I think marrying. Maybe not. I think proposing. Yeah, proposing. And Nicole says, yeah, I know it's crazy, um, but only with Mahmoud would I do that. And Mahmoud says, yeah, I never wanted to marry anyone before, but once I met Nicole, something inside me changed. Yes, and then they ask about Nicole and her relationship with Islam, and Uh she's like, well, it didn't 
hopefully like no uh, everything yeah, Nicole. Nicole you knew nothing because apparently she converted two days before the wedding just out of nowhere yeah and the wedding happened within two weeks yeah. of them getting to know each other and this is dumb and I I'm gonna blame Nicole for this converting to a, another religion is serious and you need to if anything you need to do your research and maybe experience it a little bit before you commit. Yeah, and and I'm not going to put any blame on Mahmoud, but if I asked someone to convert and they just did it without any research or understanding, I would be like, wait, slow down. Like, yeah. I, I don't want you just to convert. I actually want you to understand and embrace this religion. Well, that's you. Right. I you think know. for Mahmoud, it was just like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, she... I think for him, it was like a gesture of, all right, she wants to live this lifestyle with me. She wants to be with me. This is great. Yeah. I don't think he really thought about it deeply. Well, and for Mahmoud, what it was, was mainly for their kids. If they were to have kids, both parents would be Muslim. I wonder how it is because we talked about it a lot on the Jewish matchmaker pod that we mentioned Mm -hmm. to you guys, but... I don't know how it is when you're a Muslim. Like, does the female have, does she have to be Muslim? It's a good question. Mm, or is it just the man? Right, because like, in Judaism, yeah. the children are what the mom is. Yeah, so for me, like, if we have kids, they're not going to be Jewish right. unless I convert. And it doesn't matter that you are Jewish. Correct. So that was their reasoning was for the kids. And Gabe brings up the question, well, what if your child doesn't want to be Muslim? Mahmoud came and wrapped his mind around that. He's like, of course they'll want to be. I'm Muslim. They'll want to be Muslim. And Gabe says, well, okay, what if you have a daughter? Will you force her to wear a hijab? And Mahmoud goes, listen to me. Islam doesn't force anyone to cover their body. What you do is up to you. Which, okay, I don't I don't know enough about Islam, but I don't know, I don't know a lot in general. But that doesn't seem like what he's been asking her to do. But I don't think he's wrong. But I don't think there is... Think about uh, West Cairo, right? Or New Cairo, sorry, New Cairo. Yeah, that's true, okay. Right? Yeah. They're they're living a more... I guess you're right because her friend was saying there is nothing in Quran that says you need to cover yourself. Right, so I I think what Mahmoud is saying is 100% correct. It's on a person-to-person basis. No, you're right, you're right. Yeah. He is requiring Nicole to cover up. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. the Quran is not requiring that. You're right. And like when I went to college, I had a few girls who were Muslim in my classes and some of them were fully covered and some of them were just like YOLO, let their hair out. And I guess it is up to them and up to their significant others and families. Yeah, which leads Gabe to the question, so then why are you forcing Nicole to change the way she dresses? And Mahmoud says, well, I'm her husband and that's between us. It's not any of your business. Yeah, but Gabe keeps like poking the bed. He's like, well, you force everything on her. You force this, you force that. And Mahmoud gets pissed and walks away. And poor Nicole starts crying. Hold on. Before that, because I thought this was a really, really great point to make. They're going back and forth about the child and well, if you have a child, are you going to force them to be Muslim? And what are you going to, how are you going to raise them? And Sean's like, pause. Yeah. If this was a Jewish couple saying their kids would be Jewish or a Christian couple saying their kids are going to be raised Christian, would they get the same criticism? 
Well, I don't think the criticism is about being a Muslim. I think it's about Mahmoud being, hey, you need to cover yourself, you need to do this, you need to do that. So the question is like, are you going to make your kids do it? If he was Muslim, if he was Muslim, he was like, you know what, Nicole, like, you do you, but maybe try to find some respect, maybe don't show your belly and wear booty shorts, right? But if you wear a t-shirt, that's fine. Like, I don't think they would be having this conversation. And that's a great point because Mahmoud said it himself. You can be Muslim and not cover yourself. Yeah. So, okay, you want your child to be Muslim. I can understand that. You want your child to follow and believe the same things you believe. But the question should be, are you going to require or force your child to cover but themselves? He, okay, here's the, here's the thing. If let's say both of us were Jewish, as an example, both of us were Christian, it doesn't matter. If we had kids, they would be doing what we are doing because that's what we do in our family. And if, if they get older and they decide that that's not what they want, I think as long as you and I would be like, you know what, that's your decision to make because yeah. you are uh, you are an adult now. I think that's all great. But of course the kids would be growing up the way we live our lifestyle. We cannot right. be like, oh, okay, right. Jordan and I go to the temple, we go to the church and hey, a baby, do you want to stay home? You want to just stay home and do nothing? Well, what do you want? What do you want to do? That's not how things work. So Gabe questioning him about, are you going to force him to be Muslims? Like, well, if that's the lifestyle you live, then of course that's the lifestyle the kids will live. However, Nicole is Muslim, but she's not. And I think that's something they'll need to decide as they move forward. And I think that's primarily where the question stems from is that, yes, on paper, Nicole has converted. Yeah. But she really hasn't converted. Her mind has not been converted, her belief system, the way she dresses. So you have someone like Gabe sitting there going, well, why is Mahmoud going to choose the way the children are raised when clearly Nicole doesn't yeah. doesn't follow those beliefs. And so that's what it is. And you're in your example, which I agree with, if both the parents are Jewish, then obviously they're going to be raised that way. But there's this tension between Nicole and Mahmoud yeah. and the way they want to live their lives. So it's, well, which, which way is going to win out yeah. if a child is involved? We'll see. But yes, Mahmoud gets all fired up and rips off his mic and leaves. And Nicole cries. Yeah, and we lean in and say this tell off tell all is off to a great start. Oh, and I loved the previews. It's gonna <laughs> be so good. Yes. So woo. This season has not disappointed yet. It doesn't look like it's gonna disappoint anytime soon. Thank you guys for hanging with us through this season. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Make sure you're checking out, as we said, our coverage of Jewish matchmaking. A little yeah. surprise, a little surprise marathon. We didn't expect to cover it, but two minutes into watching the first episode, we said, oh, we need to share our opinions on this. Yeah, shalom. Shalom. That's the only word I know. Shalom. You, you learned. Oh, I learned some. I learned yeah. some. Yeah, and you'll continue to learn. Um, so check that out. It's dropping every day this week except Friday and the Sabbath. Shabbat. Shabbat, shalom. And then it'll pick back up next Monday. But check it out. Hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality for Love and Paradise. Yeah. Great season. Follow along. 
So you get those Jewish matchmaking episodes and anything else we decide to drop. As you guys know, we're, we're wild. You guys see that now. We're wild. We might just drop eight episodes on you. You don't know. <laughs> so make sure you follow along. It's so easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button. Guys, once again, smash it like it's as hot as the outfits, the segment, ultimate queen, Debbie. You got that right. Miss Debbie. Miss D. All right. And if you haven't left the review, please do. We love when you guys leave reviews. And a special thank you to Kiwi Girl. Thank oh, you for that. Thank you, Kiwi Girl. Amazing, amazing review. Yeah, and also Smash Like It's As Hot as the Kiwi Review, of course. So hot. So much hotness so hot. this episode. The review and Deb. Whew. It's, it's so hot. <laughs> all right. That is it. I think I've said it all. Have you said it all? I've said it all, but I... I I mean, is it Sunday again yet? Give us more. That's all we want. I guess I said it on the top of the show. I love tell-alls. I love tell-alls, especially when they're good. And so far, so great. So far, so great. All right. I've said it all. I've said said it all for now. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.